Good morning. Welcome to Oasis Church. My name is Jim. I'm an elder here. As it, hello. As a church, our mission is to help people become and grow into mature disciples of Jesus Christ. We believe a disciple should seek God, belong to community, and serve the world. Seek, belong, and serve. I'd like to welcome any guests who are visiting us today. If this is whether online or in person. If this is your first time here physically, we'd like to give you a coffee mug because we love coffee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, if this is your first time joining us online, please let us know by filling out the connection card in the Connect With Us tab on our website, which is www.celebratethejourney.org. For those of you who are here, you can find the connection card in the center table on the back wall. We don't ask for this information to pester you too much, but to provide you with some important information about Oasis in order to help you decide if this is where God wants you to fellowship. If you have any questions before you leave today, just ask someone, and if they don't know the answer, they will find somebody who does. The connection cards can also be used to sign up to receive our weekly email reminder with a link to our newsletter or you can text the keyword newsletter to the number on the screen. The newsletter is the best way to keep up to date on all that's going on at Oasis. There's a prayer box on the back table to my right under the lamp. If you have a prayer need that you feel uncomfortable about speaking to anybody about, you can write it on that card um, with as much information as you'd like and put it in the box with your name and address if, or phone number if you want somebody to, to pray with you. A small dedicated team of prayer warriors will pray over that card during the week. Um, and if you do put in a card, we ask that if you get an answer that, or an update, we would love to hear back by uh, putting in another card updating us on how your prayer request turned out or is turning out. So please let us know. Um, if, you, um, if you're online, you can uh, go to the prayer page tab on our website and uh, uh, enter a prayer request there. Unless otherwise noted, everything written on these cards and online will be held in the strictest of confidence. If you want somebody to pray, if you want the whole church to pray, there's a, an option online to say, send it to everybody. Um, if you need prayer today, there'll be some people up here at the front after service that would be willing to pray with you. So please take advantage of that. If God has spoken to you about anything you've heard today in the sermon or the worship or whatever, or if you just need prayer, please come up. You'd be welcome to pray with one of our team members. We gather together for community prayer here in the sanctuary on the first Tuesday of every month at 7 p.m. This is an opportunity to build community as well as experience the power and presence of God. Our next community prayer is January 4th. We believe that supporting the local church through the giving of tithes and offerings are biblical truths, whether you're here in the sanctuary or at home watching online. If you are here, with us, there is a joy box, a wooden box by the double doors there, where you can place your tithes and offerings. If you are at home watching online, you can mail your tithes and offerings to the church building, 
or go to the Give tab on our website and set up a one-time or recurring offering amount. And that skinny tree that we have out in the lobby that's filling up, uh, next week is the last week to bring in scarves, mittens, hats, um, just to bless those who are in need. And uh, just thank you for that. And here's Dennis. <laughs> Are you all doing today? Christmas shopping, how are we doing? Wow. Wow. I am so glad none of you are on my Christmas list because that did not go well. All right. So we're working through Advent and uh, Advent, the time of, of preparation for Christmas. And uh, I'm going to pray. Father, I want to thank you for the love that you have for your church. Thank you. I don't know about you guys, but I was really moved by worship this morning and our team. So I just want to praise God for our worship team and um, the men and women who serve on that. Thank you, Lord, that they, they bring us right into your presence. Um, we love you. Thank you. And now I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart would be acceptable in your sight, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. So, I've got the schnipples. It's not COVID. It's called allergies. Dennis, it's winter. I know. I don't know what it is. I only had one Claire in this morning. Oh, woe is me. All right. So, we're working through Advent. We're working, and I didn't want to just use the, the, the usual Advent themes. And so, we're kind of uh, making up as this as we go along. Actually, I believe the Holy Spirit is making this up as we go along. And so, the first week of Advent, we said it was about being thankful. And, and if you recall, thankfulness is deliberate, thankfulness takes work, thankfulness takes a conscious effort to actually be thankful because thankfulness is the beginning of contentment. And if you want to be content this Christmas season, just be thankful for everything that you have now. And then we went into this idea of proclaiming that that is, um, that, 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 is that we would proclaim the gospel. And I didn't finish last week. Um, I kept this verse back, and, and I don't know why. Uh, I just felt it in my spirit. But, but I, I think it's important enough that I just fill you in on this, on this one verse from last week. And it's in Isaiah. And it says this, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news. Remember, we talked about proclaiming. Who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation. Now, the reason why I got stuck on this verse, it's just talking about how special those people are in God's sight that bring the good news, that, that, that preach the gospel, that share Jesus. But I got all caught up with those, those two words, publish publish peace and publishes salvation. Now, if you look in your NIV Bible, um, the word that that uses there is to proclaim. So proclaim peace, proclaim salvation. The New King James says, uh, what's they say? What do they say? They say announces. Oh, no, I'm sorry. New King James says proclaim. Uh, the New American Standard says announces. I know I'm getting all kind of geeky on you. I apologize for that, but not really. So I got to thinking like, like what, what publish? I don't understand the publish thing, God, because publish doesn't mean pronounce. Publish doesn't mean announce. Publish doesn't mean proclaim. It means to hear, to listen, to obey. Shema, that's the, the word in the Hebrew, to listen, to hear 
hear, to respond, to obey. Wait a minute. So, so what in the world is Isaiah talking about? Publishes peace, listens to, understands, and obeys peace. Shalom is the word there in peace. It means a whole lot of stuff. Let me just get this right for you. Peace, prosperity, success, welfare, deliverance, health, safety, friendliness. This is all what shalom means, that we would publish that. But wait, publish means to hear, listen, understand, and obey. And then it says to publish salvation. You know what the word salvation is in Hebrew? Ready? Ready? Yeshua. Jesus. Or the Hebrew word for it. Who publishes salvation. So we got peace, we got salvation. Salvation is you've been saved. What's this idea of publishing? You see, publishing goes way beyond pronouncing. I can stand up here and pronounce to you all day that Jesus is good. And I don't have to live it. I can be just an empty gong clang, uh, clinging up here. Jesus is good. Follow Jesus. Love Jesus. And be totally void of anything. See, what it means to publish salvation and what it means to publish peace is that we understand it, we hear it, we listen to it, and then we live it. That we would be livers. Livers, live. I don't know. Giblets, livers, whatever. That we would live the peace of God, the shalom of God. We would live it, that, that it, we would understand it so much that it becomes part of our lives. My goodness, think about that. And then, and then to publish salvation, that we would, we would live, understand our salvation. What, what in the world does that mean? This is what it means. This is what it means to publish your salvation. Arise and shine, church, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. And the nation shall come to your light, and the kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your son shall come from afar, and your daughter shall be carried on the hip. You shall see and be radiant, and your heart shall thrill and exult. That is publishing salvation, that you would begin to live your life like the glory of the Lord is arising upon you. That glory of the Lord is within you, is on you, and you can proclaim that just with the way that you live your life, you understand your life, that you can speak, you can speak into situations and people's lives, you can speak into darkness, and you can change it. That's how you publish your salvation, that we live into this thing, that, that it's, it's, not just, it's not just words on the screen, it's not just verses in the book. This is about life, man. This is about rising up to who we already are. This is not becoming something you're not. This is becoming who you are. That you would understand your salvation. That you would obey. That you would then live your salvation.
so yeah, that's why I wanted to get that verse in there. So anyway, I said, Holy Spirit, uh, what's next for this week? And uh, I actually asked Jim and Mike, our elders, and, and um, Jim came up with a good, really good Christian word, and then Mike said Harley Davidson's, and I went, Harley Davidson's got it. <laughs> but no, I digress. Um, I thought, it, it, and I came down to worship. Like, like, like how do we, how do we, how do we um, prepare for anything in life but to worship God first? And, and, and the verse, the, oh, look at that. Ooh, who's back there? Nice job, Mo. Huh? Oh, nice job, Holy Spirit. Good job. You got the right verse. So, so this is, here's out of Psalms. So, so come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. That right there is worship. That's what we experienced this morning. As, as we were, as, as Ben and the group were, were leading us this morning, I was sitting in the back corner, and, and I'm just praying, and, and, I, and I, that's it's kind of what I like to do during worship. I pray, and I just kind of seek the Lord uh, moving forward. And, and I'm back there sitting, and I'm hearing everybody singing, and I'm hearing Ben, and I'm hearing Liz, and, and it's going back and forth, and, the, and, and, I'm, and I get this picture in my head of the throne of God as you're all singing, as we're all singing, and it's just rising and rising. And, and, and that's what worship is. It's making much about God. It's like saying, God, I, I just can't do this without you. Like, like I, you are amazing. And that's, that's what worship is. But D, that's just not it. That's not the end of the game. It's too easy to come in here and to worship. Or even it's too easy, like I said, I can fake it. I can fake worship. I can raise my hands. I can, I can get tears to roll down my face. I can look all pain and contorted like like the spirit's really doing something in my life i can i can fake that so and i'm not saying there's i'm not saying that that is less but that's not it we call it worship but but there's so much more to it and i think that we get stuck in our heads that worship is just about what we do at the beginning of each service it's not and i want to i want to show you that because in john chapter four i think chapter 4, Jesus said this, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Now the word spirit is the word pneuma, and it's, and it's the breath. It's, it's about the Holy Spirit. And the word truth is truth. You're going to worship God truthfully, really. This, it's going to be true worship. And so I got to think, I'm like, well, okay, true worship. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't think for a second, not for a second, that anything that our worship team does here in the morning is just kind of made up like they're just trying to put on a show for us all it, it, it's it's in their heart worship and it's a beautiful thing to witness and be a part of but what's the next step what is this idea of truth the songs that we sing speak the truth about who god is but sometimes it feels like that truth is is about me and it, and it points it to me a little bit and what memory worship is all about making much about god who god is why god is who how little i am and how big he is that's the worship that we take care of in the, in the singing and the proclaiming and the praising but there's something else and paul talks about it in Romans chapter 12. Now, before we get to Romans chapter 12, I, 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 gotta, I gotta tell you this. Um, yesterday morning, I was on the couch. I was just reading through Romans because I knew I was preaching on a little bit of chapter 12. And um, 
chapters 9, 10, 11, it, it talks about Israel. Paul's talking about Israel and how we have been grafted in to the, to the olive tree, that we're the wild branch. And, and, and it's interesting because he talks about that we, the Gentiles, are to make Israel jealous by the way we live our lives in Christ. Okay, okay, so, 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 so it, it, he talks to you, he says, he says, listen, don't, don't think you're all that in a bag of rice because, because yes, God broke off some branches and threw them away and then took you and grafted you in, but, he, but Paul goes on to say, if he so easily took off those branches for disbelief, how quick he's going to snap us off if we just don't believe. And so he says, our lives are supposed to make all of Israel jealous for God. How we live our lives. And so they come to this verse, I appeal that this is going 9, 10, 11, and then Paul gets to what it looks like to make Israel jealous. And this is where I became completely unglued because I did a dumb thing and I read past chap uh, verse 2 in chapter 12 and it just scrambled my eggs and so I'm going to bring you on the journey. So here it is. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. So, therefore, my brothers, God's mercy. See, God's mercy has to be the foundation of everything we are. Like, mercy means I don't get what I deserve. And I, I deserve probably a good beating, if I'm honest. But God's mercy is the foundation of my ability to offer sacrifice to him. See, I don't get what I deserve. I get what Jesus deserved. And so that mercy, knowing that I, there's nothing in me that deserves the mercy of God, but yet through his mercy, Paul calls us that, 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 that this body, this, this physical me, would be would be a, a living sacrifice. It doesn't make sense, right? A sacrifice is when you kill something, drain its blood, cut it up, and then burn it for God. I mean, that's Old Testament sacrifice. Paul's getting something completely new, that the way my life is being lived can be a sacrifice to the Father. The way that I, I conduct myself I can live a life that is a sacrifice to the Father. I'm called to, holy, separate. I'm, I, I have to figure out how to live this life so I am separate from the world because we're going to see what it says about the world in uh, verse 2. A living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. There is a, an acceptable way to come to God and there is a unacceptable way to come to God. This is the spirit and truth part. There is a way that God requires us to come to him. We don't get to make it up. We don't get to do it our own way. We don't get to do it the way we feel like it. God says there is a way to approach the God of all creation. We don't just flippantly come before him. There is a, an acceptable way to worship God, the spiritual worship, different words, spiritual, not doing with the Holy, not um, contending with the Holy Spirit, but contending with um, truth. Spiritual worship is true worship, reality, objective truth. Not what I believe is true, what they believe is true objective truth 
So I present my body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. This is my spiritual, my, my truthful act of worship. Verse 2, do not be conformed to this world. You know, we Christians are really good at not being conformed to the world, and we, want, we, we like to make sure people know that we're not conformed to the world. And so we will, we will kind of shout out how we're not conformed to the world. I don't go to the bar. I don't go to the casino. I don't go to the racetrack. I only watch PG movies unless the rated R ones have Jesus as the star. I don't, and I don't, and I don't. I am not conformed to this world. Look at me. And I wonder if we should stop talking about what we are against and start living into what we're for. For Christ, for the kingdom. Stop talking about, stop looking down our nose at those people who do all those potty word things. How do you expect a non-Christian person to live as a Christian. Paul talks about in chapter 12 of Romans, how can they believe in somebody they haven't heard about? How can they hear about somebody that hasn't been preached? How can somebody preach if he's not sent? And so, so we don't get to look down at our noses at them. How about we start as a church living into what we believe? God is love. We are loved. There is forgiveness, complete, total forgiveness. We have been empowered to speak light into the darkness. How about we begin to live those things instead of just kind of poo-pooing all the things we don't like? Don't be conformed to this world. That's great. Don't, but live into the kingdom, your inheritance that you are in. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern the will of God. Don't be conformed, but be transformed. The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace. I know some of you like the long suffering. I like patience. That's what transformed life looks like. That's what a transformed mind looks like. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. That, that we would live into those things and not just be picketing all the things that we don't like. That we would take a stand for the kingdom and say, no, you know, um, God loves you. I love you. But no, that's not okay. And that's where I was going to stop. We're to be transformed. We're to present ourselves. And then if you, and I've, uh, chapter 12 of Romans is my, one of my favorite chapters in the entire Bible. And I like read it yesterday morning through first time eyes. Because there's a way to live that is an act of worship to God. And Paul tells us how to do it. And, and this is where I felt the conviction of my shortcomings. For the first time, like I've read this chapter a lot. But for the first time, the conviction of my shortcoming came into full view. And I thought, oh my goodness, Lord, have I missed spiritually worshiping you 
Like if I just compartmentalized worship to Sunday morning, it's really easy for me to worship here with, with you all and our team. But when I leave here, have I, have I missed it? Because this is what it says. For, for the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of the faith that God has assigned. Wow, right out of the back. Don't think of myself all so highly. And it talks about um, the gifts that have been given, that we're going to use our gifts, that we all have different gifts in proportion to our faith. But then chapter, I'm sorry, verse 8, um, verse 9, says, let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. And it's like hate it, like it's disgusting to you, that whatever is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends upon you, live peaceably with all. Never avenge yourselves. Leave it to God to take wrath. And it just goes on. Chapter 13, same thing, fulfilling the law through love. And I thought, what if, what if there was a church? And in that church, the one thing that everyone took, everyone took up as their mantle was to outdo one another in showing honor. What would a church look like? What would a church look like that everyone who walked through the door was there to show honor to someone else? My goodness, we would make the entire world jealous for the things of God. You see, we, the church, can worship people into the kingdom we can worship people into the kingdom by the way that we live our lives together. See, if we can't love each other, we're not going to love people out there. We're going to be able to make it look good. We're going to be able to say all the right things. But when it comes to it, you just turn your back and you raise your nose and you say, <laughs> but what if there was a church that would outdo each other and showing honor and that's just that's just one thing this is what it looks like Romans chapter 12 this is what it looks like to live a life that worships God you want to worship in, in truth this is where we begin that we would love each other that we would outdo one another in showing honor how do we prepare for Christmas my goodness let love be genuine hate what's evil love one another outdo one another and showing honor. Don't, I, I mean, 
How do we prepare for Christmas? By living a life that worships God. Not just from December to the January, but every day. I, I have a new... Um, I have a new uh, uh, a zeal, a passion to figure this out. What does this look like for me? Because it's going to look different for you. You got your own problems with patience and dishonor, and I, I got my own. I got to work on me, you do you, and we'll all be happy together. But the way we live, the way we live can worship God. We can worship people into the kingdom. We can worship people. It's the perfect invitation and um, what's when you meet somebody, you intro, introduction to Jesus. Your life, my life, can proclaim the good news. My life can publish salvation. My life can publish peace, God's peace, God's salvation. And it all, in it all, is an act of worship. Don't think worship is just situated to here on a Sunday morning. Every moment of your day, every moment of your night can be an act of worship if that's your will, if that's your heart. Lord, thank you for the love that you have for us and I pray that, oh my goodness, we would outdo one another. We would outdo one another in loving each other, showing honor. Father, may our lives grow even louder as an act of worship from this day forward that it's going to change for each one of us this morning come Holy Spirit fall upon this place with with worship forgive us for being selfish forgive us for focusing on me Release worship in this room, in the hearts of your people. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So next week, the 19th, last Advent, when's Christmas? Saturday. Saturday? Friday night, 5.30 here, uh, Christmas Eve service, candlelight, um, or candlelight at the end. So yeah, we'll see you then. I love you guys, and we'll see you next week.